Good afternoon. This is Steve Van Cura from Bread of Life Bible Study. Um, this is one more lesson on the flesh, uh, which is the sin nature of mankind that we inherit from Adam and Eve. All right, uh, and, and the flesh, since it is sinful, Bible says the uh, we have been born again. The second birth, we're born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the living and abiding Word of God. All right, so the Word of God is the sperma of the Father, and when we believe that, then the Father God, by the Spirit of God, conceives the life of Christ in us, in us, okay? And that it's uh, God that works within you both to will and to do of His good purpose, all right? So what you cannot do in your own strength or power, that's uh, to obey God and be holy, uh, to grow in grace, to uh, uh, successfully resist the devil and resist sin uh, to um, clean yourself up in a sense, okay, uh, that your flesh cannot do that, okay, because it's already corrupt, all right, but it has to be Christ in you. What happens is we submit ourselves to the authority of Christ. He becomes our Lord. Now, I'm going to say uh, if Jesus is not your, if he's not Lord of all, then he's not Lord at all. Some people think that they'll say this little prayer of salvation and confess Jesus as Lord, and uh, the pastor or somebody in the church, or uh, you may have been, uh, think that, okay, I'm saved, uh, now I got my ticket to heaven, all right, and my get out of hell free card, all right. So, but, uh, you know, unless that is anointed by the Spirit of God. The Bible says no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. Now, let me explain that quickly. Uh, you can have secondhand knowledge uh, of um, the kingdom of God and of Christ and his uh, mission, all right? But James says even the devils, you know, demons believe that Jesus is the Christ, okay? but they shudder in fear. So simply knowing that he is the Christ doesn't save anybody, all right? Uh, no, it's the process of making him Lord of all. And if he's not Lord of all, he is not Lord at all. Uh, I can tell you that the churches are full of people who have, uh, in a sense, a, a secondhand knowledge of uh, Christ and his death on the cross to pay for human sin. And just because you know that doesn't mean your sins are washed away. You're, uh, people that are not truly born again, they still struggle with sin. They can't, they can't overcome it because you can't do that uh, by your own strength or power. The flesh profiteth nothing, okay? Now, uh, Jesus illustrated that when he said, who do men say that I am? He said that to the disciples and the disciples said, well, some uh, say John the Baptist, some say to come back from the dead, some say uh, a prophet of old, uh, some say Jeremiah. Uh, you know, so that's who men say that Jesus is. And like I said, that's not the one that counts. But then Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? Remember that? <clears throat> and Peter piped up and he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now here is the key part of this. Jesus said to Peter, he said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, 
because flesh and blood did not show that to you, but my Father who is in heaven. In other words, <clears throat> Peter uh, knew that Jesus was the Son of God, but he didn't get it secondhand. He didn't think Jesus was Son of God because somebody else told him. He had a witness by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, in his heart. He had the testimony of God in his heart, okay? Now, that's what we're talking about, okay? The Word of God is the gospel. It's the seed uh, which is sown in our hearts. Remember, the sower is the son of man, the seed is the Word of God, and the soil are the hearts of men. All right, Jesus said, my words are spirit, and they are life to those that find them. So it's the Word of God anointed by the Holy Spirit that brings to life Christ in you, the hope of glory. All right, so it has to be spiritual. It has to be uh, uh, the Spirit of God that does that, okay, because He is the Father. Remember that? Uh, and if just because I hear secondhand that Jesus is the Christ, that, that doesn't mean the Spirit of God put that in my heart, okay? In the book of 1 John, it says there are two ways to know who Christ is. One is the testimony of man, but he said the only one that counts is the testimony of God, the Spirit, the Spirit of God. All right, so uh, there's a scripture that says no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Spirit of God. Now, anybody can say Jesus is Lord, right? Uh, okay, and believe that God raised him from the dead. But unless it's in your heart and... and uh, uh, testified by the Spirit of God inside you, all right, then it's not the real deal. It's not the real deal, okay? Uh, and so that's what's key. And I'm just saying there's a lot of people that don't understand that, so uh, they're led in this so-called sinner's prayer. Uh, they make a confession that Jesus is Lord, and uh, somebody may slap them on the back and say, okay, now you're saved, and uh, if they happen to believe in once saved, always saved, they'll say, you can never lose it, and now you're not going to hell, you're going to heaven. All right. So, But unless it's the real deal with the Father, the Father, by the Spirit, conceiving the sperma of God in their hearts, okay, conceiving the Word uh, which becomes Christ in you, the hope of glory, okay, then it doesn't have any power, okay? And, and so what happens is that there, you get people in church that have been told, they've been led in this little prayer to confess Jesus as Lord, uh, but the, they haven't repented for their sins, okay? There's a scripture that says, repent then and turn to God, all right? So that your sins may be wiped out and the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, all right? The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. All right, so uh, remember when Cornelius was saved, um, Peter was preaching to, the, to Cornelius and his family, and suddenly the Holy Spirit came down, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues uh, so that the, the, the disciples were kind of shocked that... Uh, and they, Peter said uh, that God hath given repentance to the Gentiles, okay? Uh, now, this is important to understand. Repentance must come from God. It's only God can 
by the Holy Spirit bring you to a place of true recognition of your sinful state and that you need to be saved. Uh, it's God has to do it. And then uh, when you know, you know that you know that you know you're a sinner and you need salvation and it only comes through Jesus Christ, then you're ready now to accept Christ. And the Father God then births Christ in you and you get a testimony in your heart that thou art the Christ, the Son, the living God. Okay? The Bible says the Spirit himself bears witness within our spirit that we are the children of God. Okay, it's the, it's the Father's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uh, that gives that testimony inside. And uh, then you uh, know that you know, that you know that you know, that I've been born again. There's something changed down inside. I got a new heart, okay? And um, then what will happen is, is now all of a sudden, uh, sin becomes something you do not want to do. You do not want to do it. It becomes detestable. Okay, because it is God that works within you, both to will and to do of His good purpose. Uh, it's the power of God that, that uh, teaches you to say no to sin. The Bible says the grace of God teaches us to say no to sin. So now you're able, just as Jesus was when He was filled with the Holy Spirit, the devil came to tempt Him. Remember that? And Jesus never did what He said. He just came back with the Spirit with a quote from the Word of God, which is the sword of the Spirit, okay? And <clears throat> so, unfortunately, we have people in the church that have um, uh, prayed that little prayer uh, of salvation, but <clears throat> it's just the testimony of men, secondhand, okay? And the Spirit of God did not truly change their heart or truly conceive and bring to life that sperma, that life of God in that person. So uh, even if they're told by someone, well, you, now you're saved and uh, you, you know, you're not going to go to hell, you're going to go to heaven. <clears throat> if they're not truly born again and the Spirit of God is in them and spirit, the Spirit of Christ is in them, then, then they're still, uh, all they have is the flesh to try to do what is right. Okay, But remember, this, the flesh profiteth nothing. All right, now I'm going to read some more. Uh, Matthew 26, 41. Uh, it says, Watch and pray lest you enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay? Now, uh, when you're, a person is born again, born again, your desires change because now the spirit of Christ is in you. He's in you. Okay? Uh, and so now you don't want to sin. You, you try to avoid it. Okay? Uh, so your heart is willing uh, to obey God. But if, when you're first born again, the flesh still has uh, some strength. And so you may say, make a New Year's resolution and say, I'm not going to do this sin anymore. And, and, but you do it anyway. Okay. Now, Paul talks about that in chapter 7 of Romans. Let me just kind of uh, summarize what Paul said in Romans chapter 7. You might want to go read that. Pull your Bible out and read chapter 7 of Romans. Uh, Paul, in this area, he was already born again. He was born of the Spirit by the Word of God, through the Word of God. Okay, But here's what he said. He said, the things that I want to do, I can't make myself consistently do them. 
And the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing them anyway, okay? And he said, what a wretched man I am. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Now, what's he talking about? Remember, the soul that sins must die. So, you know, the, the reason Jesus came, some people think that Jesus came to keep you out of hell. That is simply not the case, okay? Jesus died on the cross and was raised from the dead. And when I'm born again, the reason he came was to take away sin. You know, that's God's promise, to take away our sin. Uh, because that's what causes spiritual death, okay? So uh, under the old covenant, uh, you know, trying to obey the, the commandments or something like that, uh, remember the, in the uh, Old Testament at Mount Sinai when God gave Moses the law, remember that? And he came down from Mount Sinai and the people were already having an orgy down there and worshiping a golden calf. And so Moses threw the stones, uh, you know, the, the, the commandments down and broke them into lots of pieces, okay? And that's a pic picture. That's it's spiritually. Remember, everything in the Bible has both natural meaning and spiritual meaning, okay? So those commandments represent the stony heart of a man that's not been born again, all right? And, and uh, when they were read the commandments, notice uh, Moses asked him, he said, will you obey all these commandments? And everybody said, sure, no problem, we will obey. But they did not, they, they, because it wasn't in them, okay? So the first, uh, you know, the law, this was the first covenant, the Old Testament, you could call the Old Covenant, all right? And then there's a New Covenant, the New Testament. Uh, you know, when a person writes up his will, you call it the last will, or I'm sorry, your, yeah, your last will and testament, okay? So a testamentum, a testum, or, uh, you know, the person who writes the will is the testator, okay? The document is the last will and, and testament, all right? And basically, it's uh, what's going to happen after you die, okay? So the Old Covenant is also a testament, okay? It's an agreement between God and man about what God will do, okay? But his command is that uh, obedience comes from, I'm sorry, obedience results in blessing, but disobedience results in cursing, that uh, we're held accountable to those commandments, okay? But the purpose of the law is to show lawlessness. Basically, uh, it's to show that I cannot consistently obey those commandments. That's what Paul is talking about in chapter 7 of Romans. He said the things, you know, he has a new heart now. Now, is, that's what this scripture says. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Okay. Now, this is uh, what's called the carnal man, the carnal man. Uh, that uh, when a person is born again, you have the desire to please God, to serve God, to obey God, uh, to put away sin, to stop sinning, uh, and, and uh, further the kingdom of God. You know, the desires are there. But if you try to do it in your own strength or power, it, it, you will fail. You will fail. We cannot do that, okay? So that's what Paul is talking about here. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Paul is com contrasting. He said, uh, I don't want to sin, but I do it anyway. All right. 
and and I, it says the things that I don't want to do, I end up doing, and the things that I uh, want to do, doing good, I can't make myself consistently do them. So notice there's a, there's a conflict going on between the spirit and the flesh, the spirit and the flesh. All right, so that's why we know that at, that. Um, Paul's been born again in chapter 7 of Romans. He's been born again. He has a new life of Christ in him. That's what now gives him the desire to serve God, to obey God, to obey the commandments. But the power, you know, he doesn't have the power to consistently do it. And so he, he realizes that it's not me, but it's sin that indwells me. And, and so uh, the devil can come along and tempt a person and we end up doing what we don't really want to do. All right, so during that time, the Bible says, actually in 1 John it says, I write these things unto you, talking about the Word of God, I write these things unto you that you do not sin. But then it says, but if we sin, we have an advocate before the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. An advocate means uh, like an attorney, somebody who argues in a courtroom for, uh, on your behalf, okay? Uh, so, um, and it's God that we're the Father. He's the judge of all the earth, okay? And He's the one we have to give account to, okay? So uh, the devil will sin, I'm sorry, the devil will tempt us to sin, and sometimes we fail, okay? But you have to understand what, what Paul is teaching us here, that it's not you, Okay, inside you don't want to do that, but you end up doing it. But the Bible says, though a righteous man falls seven times, he will rise again. Where sin doth abound, grace doth much more abound. What is grace? Grace, grace. Grace is the power of God. I like this definition. Grace is God's power. Grace is when God gives you the ability to replace your inability to do what He wants you to do, all right, and to be who He wants you to be, all right. So, grace is God's power that He gives you to empower you to be what He wants you to be and to do what He wants you to do. It's the grace of God that teaches us to say no to sin, okay. And where sin doth abound, faith, uh, grace doth much more abound. You know, so we are, that is relying on God. You know, you can't save yourself. But what we do is, is confess our sins. The Bible says if we confess our sins, then God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I can tell you when I first became a Christian, man, I... I I just about wore that scripture out, okay? Because, uh, you know, I'd, I'd fail. Uh, I wasn't used to living a righteous life. Uh, I had a desire to, but man, I just, you know, would fail. I can, I can remember looking in the mirror and, and wondering, why is it that the gospel doesn't seem to work for me, okay? That, that I read about people that have all these spiritual victories and just overcome the devil in so many ways or something like that, but it just seemed like I was struggling, struggling to, to be what God wants me to be and to do what He wants me to do and to not do 
be disobedient to God, okay? So I lived for quite a while, it seemed like, in chapter 7 of Romans, just exactly like Paul. So even though he had that Damascus Road experience and he had, had a new heart that wants to obey God, that wants not to sin, all right, yet he struggled, struggled so much because the things that he did not want to do, he ended up doing it. And the things that he wanted to do, he could not make himself consistently do it. And very important part of that, he realized that it's not me. It's not me. Okay, now, let me just say this. Let's just say a person is born again, and, and all your life or whatever, you've always had a kind of a bad temper, okay? That's down in your flesh, okay? It's, and, but when you're born again, the Bible says spiritually, you're a new man in Christ. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new, okay? The... In, now, remember I said the flesh is corrupt. Uh, the flesh cannot save you. Uh, and the you know, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. All right. So even though you live in this body, uh, you inherited the sinful nature from Adam and Eve. The, uh, you know, so uh, that's called the natural man. All right. So uh, you, when you're born again, you want to obey God, but... You struggle with that, all right? So like I said, if you, let's just say you had a bad temper, all right? And you're born again. Now you don't want to get mad and, you know, blow your cool and, uh, you know, that temper comes flying out. Uh, and then what happens is that people know that you had a born again experience, but then they're wondering, gosh, you know, maybe you didn't get anything, okay? And that temper's still coming out, you know? Uh, and you yourself are thinking, man, what's what's the matter with me? What what uh, I thought I would not have this problem anymore after I got born again. So uh, it's important to understand. You have to recognize it is not you. Okay. We, according to God's promise, He said the promise is that He's going to take away the sin. All right. Now it may take a while. We have to fight the good fight of faith to take hold of the eternal life to which God has called us. All right, And that's what uh, Paul is dealing with in chapter 7 of Romans. Who will deliver me from this body of death? Then the, next, the last verse in chapter 7, Thank, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. All right? Then chapter 8 of Romans says this, There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. All right. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. All right. Now what's, what's all that mean? Uh, remember in the Garden of Eden, the, the devil came in, the serpent and tempted Adam and Eve to sin, to partake of that tree of knowledge of good and evil. And remember, that's the tree of death. And so immediately they felt naked and afraid. They're running and hiding from God. But why? They, they experience shame, corruption, condemnation. Now, did God give them that? No. The devil will do every single thing he can do to try to get you to sin. Because when you do sin, you become disjointed from God, okay? 
uh, instead of running to God for grace and help, your flesh wants to run from God. That's the last thing you want to do. Okay, when we do sin, the Bible says, if we sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So if we do fail, okay, if we commit a sin or are disobedient in some way, then we are not to run from God, but that's, that's what the flesh wants to do. And that's the purpose for the devil to try to tempt you, to get you to sin, because he knows that that's going to break that relationship between you and the Father, and you're going to run from God. You're, not, you're going to feel naked, corrupt, afraid, and afraid to come back into God's presence. Okay? But remember, the, the, that, that feeling of corruption and shame, that does not come from God. Okay? It does not come from God. It's the devil. Okay? Uh, and, and it causes you to feel those the same things that Adam and Eve did in the garden. Okay? And you just, the thing to do is to, if we do sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Remember? And Jesus is our advocate before the Father. All right? And so if we are simply faithful in confessing our sins, we have to say, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Okay? But if I do, if I try to hide my sin, sort of try to slide it under the rug, then God, Jesus cannot operate if I'm trying to hide sin, act like it's not there. No, I have to be completely open and confess my sins, okay? And, and then, then uh, God can, by His Spirit, by the blood of the Lamb, wash away that sin, okay? And at every single time we fail, we come back, come to Him, come to Him, over and over and over again, all right? And that is the process that, that over time, God is cleansing that sin nature away from us. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus set me free, sets me free from the law of sin and death. Okay, so uh, now, so salvation is a cooperative effort between God and man. There's something you have to do. We, we have to fight the good fight of faith to take hold of that eternal life to which God has called us. Okay, uh, it's just we really do. We're fighting the devil. The devil's going to try everything he can to get you to sin so that you'll feel condemnation and shame and run from God. Okay, But that's not what you need to do. I, you and I both, we need to run to God, not from God. Because God, He's so full of love that, you know, He's just, He wants you to come back to Him and He will always pick you up and dust you off, forgive you from your sins and uh, restore his relationship with you. And, and then you can, uh, you know, go back out and live life. All right. So uh, I'm going to say a quick prayer. We'll quit. Father God, I just ask you to bless uh, these individuals, Lord, that hear this teaching, Lord. Help us to fight that good fight of faith, to understand that the, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and have it abundantly, Father. So anytime I feel condemnation or shame uh, and fail in keeping God's commandments and sin, that is not God. That's the devil. So I need to run to God. Help us all to run to you. And then you will wash away that sin by the blood of the Lamb. We get back up and we continue to 
uh, serve you in every which way we can. Uh, I, uh, teach me and let me understand that if I do sin and I'm under condemnation and shame, then faith goes out the window. Faith goes, I can't be, uh, be under condemnation for sin and still have faith. So the thing to do is immediately go to the Savior, go to God, so that I can be cleansed and get back up in Jesus' name. Amen.